This is the best, most fun I have ever, ever, ever had on a podcast. This is a hit. This is Business Done Differently, a business show unlike any other with your not-so-typical host, the man in the yellow tux, Jesse Cole. But what's something they can do to grow today? Someone, whether they just started with a company or they're a business owner, one simple, easy thing they can do. It's uh, it's lead yourself well. And and the way to do that is is to be the person who's solution-oriented. Most leaders are looking for people who can solve problems. Don't be the dramanator. Don't be that person who brings in all the complaints, but lead yourself well. Show up early. Be dependable. Pumped to have Jeff McManus on the show today, the author of Growing Weeders into Leaders, an amazing book. Also, the director of landscape services at Ole Miss, which USA Today said Ole Miss has the most beautiful campus uh, in the country. And I think, Jeff, you've also said you've won four national championships, which we'll have to get into that in landscaping. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Well, USA Today made it the fifth. So we got five national, we call them national championships. You know, we're at a college university, so that's what we call them. Outstanding, outstanding. And Jeff is now an in-demand speaker. Uh, He's featured in Forbes magazine. And really, his book, Growing Weeders to Leaders, an amazing book. Our whole staff has read it now. And uh, excited to have you on the show, Jeff. So we're going to get right started here with a new game. You're the first one trying this out today on The Business Done Differently. And it's called Gratitude Attitude. Thank you. Because what I believe it's the most important to start your day with gratitude. But I'm going to twist it up a little bit. I want to know what's something you are grateful for right now, but you need to say it in a very upset way. (laughs) I am really grateful for the team I work for and work with at Ole Miss. All right. That wasn't the most upset, but I like it. It was interesting. You know, you know, it's funny, Jeff. I tried that with our staff the other day and no one can do it because it's, an, it's impossible to be angry yeah. and upset when you're grateful and, and you failed at that, but that was great. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good. Well, we're going to move on from there. Excited or scared? What's a project that you're either excited about or scared about right now? I'm excited about my workbook that goes along with the book, and we're working on that right now. It should come out at the end of the year, 2017, and I'm, ex- I'm really excited about that. I'm also scared about it because we're going to put it on video and put it online as well. So that, that, sort of, that scares me. So tell us about the workbook. Well, the workbook's going to go along. I mean, the, I kept the book short intentionally so people could do just like you said, read it uh, with their teams and inspire them. And so the work will, will be similar. It gets teams together, small groups, if you would, and just be, it allows conversation. And with conversation begins to develop uh, some really cool things like trust. Mm-hmm. And when you have trust, you actually speed up the process of the, how your team works and they, uh, they have confidence in one another. We have just found that doing things exercise like this has really made us much more efficient. Outstanding. Out of curiosity for me, is there a lot, based on a lot of questions, everything I'm learning now is just, you got to ask more questions. Is the workbook consisting of that to really question yourself and what you're doing? Yeah. And you're right. I mean, the the key for any leader who's over, you know, a, a department or a company is to get engagement and you need to ask questions even when you know the answers, right? Even when you know, or you feel like you know the answers is let people be a part of it and hear their voice. And you'd be surprised the great answers that come through that. Love it. Well, keep us updated about the workbook when it comes out. I know our audience would love it. So we are moving on to the first game, Jeff. And it's crazy. Those first few weren't actual games. Now we're going into a game. It is truth and dare. Just do it. What would you like to go with? Truth. 
All right, truth. And notice it's called truth and dare, so you have to do both. So here we go. Truth. <laughs> What's holding you back today from success? That's a great question because I've thought about that a lot. Um, I think my upper limit challenge is of, of, of seeing the larger picture of where I want to go and then allowing myself to do those things. So, for example, uh, when I'm speaking at larger venues – to go ahead and see myself doing that um, in a very positive way as opposed to, to th- just seeing myself speaking at, at smaller venues and, and ones that I'm very comfortable in speaking now, mid-sized venues. So is the key just trying to push yourself outside of your comfort zone? I think so. And to um, continue to embrace it mentally, see it, go ahead and visualize it, and already go ahead and accept it that the fact that it's go- it will happen. Outstanding. Well, you got the easy one out of the way, the truth. Now a dare. And we've had a funny one the last one, but now one celebrity impersonation, Jeff. Oh, boy. Wow. All right. All right. Beautiful. That is out. That's, that'll be the first and last. Donald, you need to go back over there. Sit down. Okay. That was Donald Duck. He was in the room there. For uh, awesome. Jeff, that is, that is outstanding. All right. We're moving on. You passed the game. We're on to the 411. Hmm. And as a kid, I used to always dial 411 for information. So I'm going to ask four quick questions to get some information on you to share. So, number one, what's one sentence to describe what you do? I grow weeders into leaders. Nailed it. Perfect. Great plug as well. All right. One business accomplishment you're most proud of? Watching, uh, watching people who work, uh, I guess, under my authority uh, grow and develop into tremendous leaders. Perfect. Awesome. Now we're going to break it down even more. One word to describe you. Growing. Awesome. And then the final one, what's one thing no one knows about you? I enjoy drinking hot tea in the morning. Oh, hot tea. Outstanding. Uh, now, do you go a local hot tea or is it just a generic brand? Oh, I like to – I have a, a, a these um, – I guess we got them at, at Kroger's called Calm. I think, I think Starbucks made those for a while. But, yeah, it's just a, a neat blend. So, Outst- yeah. Outstanding. Grow, growing in hot tea. I love it. That's a great theme of how we're getting to know you, Jeff. <laughs> like I said, it's getting weird here on the business done differently. All right, we're moving on now. We are going to deets about the tweet. And now I've seen you obviously put a lot of tweets out there. And one of the tweets I found from you, it said, don't let the weeds in your head stop you from leading yourself to success. What does that mean? Well, it's the barriers we put up, the barriers that we tell ourselves, the things that we don't see happening in our life. Those are the weeds. Those are the things that hold us back. Some people don't see themselves as being promoted uh, or being a leader or being able to do another job or, or something better. And those, and that's their own mental weeds that they have that's blocking them. I love it. And will this workbook that's coming out also give ways to kind of get around that? Absolutely. Outstanding. Excellent. Now, we're going to a quotable, and I'm looking right now at my book report, and I didn't share this, but we do the Better Book Club with our, with our teams, and everyone who reads books, we actually pay them, 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 75 bucks, and I'm, doing, I'm going to read you my book report, a quote from there, the way in which people do their work tells a lot about them. It's their signature to the world. I love that, Jeff. Explain that. Well, we, ha- we had one of our employees who just, who, who 
saw that is, you know, that's you got to sign important documents, right? And 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 so when you're doing your work, that is your reputation, that is your signature for others to see. So if you're if you're doing it with excellence, people see that they get excited, just like they see what you're doing. They get excited. They come to the baseball stadium because they want to see what you're doing, and um, people want to watch people be excited about what they do. And is it something that you explain to all the employees? Because you may have someone that's just doing a, a small job or we have like a janitor or someone else. You say, hey, everything you do is your signature and that represents you. How do you, how do you teach that and instill that? Yeah, but there are no small jobs. Okay, <laughs> every job is important and every job is vital. So, I mean, it's just like when John Kennedy was walking through the NASA uh, halls one day, he saw a custodial and he asked him, hey, what's, what's your role here? And he looked at him square in the eyes and he says, my, my role here is to put a man on the moon. You know, and it's everybody's role is important. We're here to recruit top students in America to this university so they can go on and do great things. But it's got to be, though, tough to you have someone that, say, joins you right out of college and they know that there's 20 people potentially above them that have been working for years. It's got to still be tough to teach them. Are, are there ways like quick ways and easy ways to do it? Or is it just constantly being repeatable on saying what you're doing, the purpose and how it serves a bigger mission? Well, I mean, the best the the best way when you say there's 20 people ahead of them, you don't you, you got to create an environment and the culture where uh, raises and promotions aren't based on seniority; they're based on results and based on attitude. And so that's the culture we're constantly uh, watering and nurturing here. Is that it, you could be coming in today? We want you to learn our system, but then add value. Find, go that extra mile, find, be, have the in, initiative to take on things that somebody maybe didn't ask you to do. You see a limb hanging over a stop sign. That wasn't your assigned area, but you went ahead and took initiative and trimmed it away. And that's that's what we're looking for. Those people get moved up quickly. I love it. And I love how you use it all the way, you know, watering and nurturing. You use it with all your language, and I think it's outstanding. So, all right, I, this segment, Jeff, coming up was designed solely for you. It's never been anyone else. It is the growth segment, and it's all about... Woo-hoo. Yes, it's you. Oh, woo-hoo there. Um, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, Donald Duck doesn't show up again, but all right. <laughs> we, we, are all, we are all about... You're all about growing leaders to leaders. So first, I'll give you the opportunity to explain the acronym that you have for GROW. Okay, so GROW is, is four words. Grow, G is for greatness. R is for resiliency, O is for opportunity, and W is for wisdom. And and that's basically my 40,000-foot level of how to work with people. One is the greatness. Everything everyone does is important. And so I need to make sure that they know it is, whether they're picking up punching paper or whether they're planting seasonal color or they're picking up, uh, you know, God forbid, a dead squirrel in the road. I mean, it's all important, right? It's a great thing to do. So we make them feel that way. But then you got to have that resiliency. You've got to have a team that can turn on a dime and can do things that are just nasty. You know, uh, anything from climbing in the garbage truck that's full of soured milk and all kind of yucky stuff and clean it out to cleaning up the grove after a football game and cleaning out 60 to 90 tons. And you got to do it with a great attitude, right? That we're winners, we're champions, we're here to be the best of the best. So that's that's a big part of that, a resiliency. And then there's the opportunity. Are you looking for opportunities to grow your team? And so we use Landscape University. That's been an in-house uh, certification program that we developed. And now we teach to others on how to grow your staff, grow their leadership, and grow their technical skills as well. And then wisdom. That's a lot about what you're talking about, Jesse, is reading books. And that's what we've done. We've started reading books with our staff, started that 
consistently about six years ago doing TED Talks, having uh, DVDs of leaders, and we do that consistently every month with our staff. And it's that's been a, a real uh, insightful as to how people have grown through that uh, using that technique of walking them in wisdom. Outstanding. I love how you simplify it. I think that's one of the biggest keys. Everything now, so many days, is too complex for people to learn. But you know, for us, our name of our company is Fans First Entertainment, and our mission is Fans First Entertain Always. And everyone knows what that means and knows to take care of people. So if you simplify it to grow, I'm sure everyone knows it, which is which is excellent. So beautiful, Jeff. We're going to move on from that great, great wisdom you brought there now to something absolutely ridiculous. Still in the growth segment, it's called How Tall, How Small. And you have to guess the heights of celebrities. Here we go. (laughs) Told you it's not your typical podcast. Here we go. Tom Cruise, how tall? 5'10". 5'7". All right, so we're 0 for 1. All right. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, 6 foot. Five eight. Remember, these are, these guys got a lot to grow. All right. Now, <laughs> we'll mix it up a little bit. Vince Vaughn. Oh, five eleven. Six five. Vince Vaughn has grown tremendously in his day. <laughs> all right. Kevin Hart. Oh, six nine. <laughs> Kevin Hart's five two. That was that was unbelievable. All right, these last two ones, Jeff. I have a feeling you're going to get these. All right. Sylvester Stallone. Rocky. How tall is he? Uh, Rocky's about 5'11", when I was standing next to him, yeah. You've been next to him? Oh, I was like, this is great. Uh, 5'10", you, you could have gone with yeah. that one. That would be good. Yeah. And then the final one, and how tall or how small, Danny DeVito himself. 4'11"? Wow. You were, all right, 4'10". All right. I think you got close in the last ones. You've definitely improved. You, you know something about growing, which is good. So good. You'll never do that segment again, Jeff. Here we go. Good. <laughs> and the final one. What's one thing today, practical advice, you give the great acronym on grow, but what's something they can do to grow today, someone whether they just started with a company or they're a business owner, one simple, easy thing they can do? It's, uh, it's lead yourself well. And, and the way to do that is, is to be the person who's solution-oriented. Most leaders, good leaders and, and managers are looking for people who can solve problems. So lead yourself well. Don't be the dramanator. Don't be that person who brings in all the complaints, but lead yourself well. Show up early. Be dependable. Those type of things. When did the dramanator start in your life? I love that name. The dramanator, you know, always is at every workplace that I've been in. And, and unless you run him out or her out and and walking our team in wisdom that I was telling you about when we're yeah. raising the level of thinking really helps drive the the Drominator away. Oh, love that. Drominator. Outstanding. All right. Now to fail and tell. And this is just a recent failure in your business. And I'm going to challenge you here, Jeff, because I know when I started with our baseball teams, there were failures almost every day. But now what's, what's something recent, whether it's a transition you made with the book to speaking, what's a recent failure you have and how have you overcome it? Well, we always look at if you're not failing, you know, you're not really trying. And so I think for me is even when I go back to the workbook, I wanted that workbook done already and it's not completely finished yet. And so I look at that as, and and I'm a little bit aggravated with myself. And so in some ways I I look at that as a a failure for me. Sometimes with uh, positions that we have uh, at work, uh, people are not ready for a position. So I look as if I had failed them because I did not prepare them adequately to, to that new role. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And then what, what are you doing differently because of that? Well, one is trying to get more people around me for my book and to help me uh, want, you know, because you can only do so much in a day and to get some other smarter people around me. And two is to become a, and to help people who are in our organization, uh, get them 
uh, make sure that I ask the right questions. Make sure that I'm fully engaged with the process before we make that move. Outstanding, outstanding. All right, next one, I want to go into attention. I think right now, Jeff, everything's attention. We're all trying to get attention. Everyone's battling for attention, and it's getting harder and harder. So this is called attention, attention. What's got your attention these days, either a business or a person? What are you paying attention to a lot right now? I, I always pay attention to my family. I, I just pay attention. I have four boys, and that will be my priority until the day I die. And so that will always have my attention. It's uh, you know my faith has my attention, and and my family. Those are those are super important to me. That's that's one of the best answers we've ever had. Everyone usually goes into the business. They're they're obsessed with their business. What keeps you when you're doing so much? You're speaking. You're writing. You're still running a, a huge business. What keeps you kind of grounded in the faith and the family? I think it's my morning time and in my evening time, I always try to start the day from quiet. So I try to have a, a time, especially at night, where I uh, have a journal and I'll just write things that I'm thankful for. Uh, I call it blessings, just things that are that I'm you know keeps the right perspective on what what is uh, what's going on. There's always things that we want to strive for, and if you won't be happy if you're continually striving and not not content with what you have. So that's part of grounding me is I'm, I'm very happy with what I have. Outstanding. Outstanding. So it's not always wanting more. You're still motivated, but you know what, what matters most. Yeah. I want my influence. I want to help others. That's, that's what I want to do is, is to continue to grow others to see their success. Outstanding. Excellent. All right. Now to another game and I'm making it the college edition for you, Jeff. It is a combination <laughs> of business jeopardy and prices, right? So with Business Jeopardy, I'm going to say an answer. You have to answer it with a question. And then Price is Right, you got to guess the dollar figure, but you got to go underneath. You ready for this? Oh, uh, no, not really, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stay with Ole Miss because I want to be – this is crazy how, how big, oh, big the school is. What is the overall – and now this is from the Ole Miss website. What is the overall budget for Ole Miss? Now, are we playing Jeopardy? Uh, no, this, this is uh, – uh, no, this, this is this price, price is Right. Is right. Yes. Okay, Price is Right. Uh, I'm going to guess one billion six hundred million. You were definitely under. It was two point four four eight billion, which is amazing. Uh, we'll give you a few. We'll give you a point there. All right. <laughs> now, out of that, what's the financial aid given? And this is very impressive from Ole Miss. Uh, I will guess a uh, hundred million. Two hundred seventy-two million. You are still underneath, so you now have got two points. And the final one: what is the tuition for in-state, which is unbelievably impressive for Ole Miss? Well, last two years ago, when I was paying it, it was around sixteen thousand dollars per student for a dorm meal and and tuition. Yeah. It's about sixteen. That's the, you're, you're right, and that's for everything. And just for the actual tuition without the run board is eight thousand. So that's pretty impressive for Ole Miss. So I'm going to give you, a, I'll give you two and a half points, Jeff. You're doing so well on that. <laughs> and, and two questions for business jeopardy. Now this is one you talk about doing the grounds and doing the landscaping. This is the largest college campus in the United States. This would take a lot of work. It's twenty-seven thousand acres. You have where to, is what's that? okay. Yeah. Where is Barry College? Nailed it! Yes! How much did you wager for that? We're going to go backwards on that. <laughs> I think it was two, $3 million I wagered three on that. $3 million, correct. All right. All right. Now, how much would you like to wager for this last question? You can go all in with the All record. of it. All, all right. of it. All right, beautiful. This Ole Miss QB holds the record for most passing yards in a single game. Who is Eli Manning? Ah, that's, that's the tricky one. Who is Archie Manning? 
Oh wow! All right, Manning. All right, so you lost all your money. We'll try to finish. <laughs> we'll try to finish with dignity. Great job, though. Pretty, actually, pretty, pretty strong showing there. Reading the college edition. All right, awesome. we're, moving on to fun things now. Magic moment and mirror moment. What's one moment, Jeff? You'll never ever forget. Uh, the do- when the doors opened and my wife came through on our wedding day, I will never forget the glow on her face and the look on her face. Or did, did it was a tear shed or no? Was it just a smile? I think it was a smile, and I think I got water in my eyes, but it was—I uh, don't remember crying. So. Oh, outstanding! You yeah. stayed—you stayed strong. I remember that day yeah. too. Excellent. All right, and now a mirror moment. What's one moment that, like, an aha moment that made you kind of question uh, everything you were doing in business or in life? I think initially when I started. Uh, managing people in Florida when I was in a high-end resort and I was just really aggravating people and, and making people mad. And it just seemed like everything I did um, was the opposite of what I was trying to do. And okay. I learned a lot from that. So did you just decide right there, I'm going to change? I, I, what I, no, what I decided, I, wasn't, I didn't say change, but I was going to start figuring it out. And so, yeah, for me, I started getting books and I started learning about leadership and how to grow people and develop people. And, and that's where my quest started for doing what I'm doing now. Love it. Outstanding. All right, we're staying with all the M's. We had magic moment. We had mirror moment. Now I'm going to miracle morning. And it sounds like you get a lot accomplished in the morning. So what's your perfect morning? Perfect morning is a, uh, a quiet time, about 10 minutes of quiet time. Then I go work out for an hour, hour and a half and get the shower in and then, and get, get started with the day. Now question, do you look at email or your phone or anything right when you get up and you hold that off? I, tr- I, don't know. I have to admit guilty to that. I, I look at email initially because I don't know. Sometimes we have a, maybe something that happened during the night. So I am guilty of looking at email uh, first thing in the morning, make sure there's nothing urgent there. It's one of the challenging things. They say like when you start your day with email and social media, you're starting your day not on purpose but with someone else's challenges, and it's so yep. hard to get out of that. And I'm with you. I, I try and I keep it out of the room, but it's just you have that desire. So I don't know if there's a way to train that, but uh, it sounds like your morning's pretty solid even with that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I think I think in some in some people's roles, though, I mean, you got to think about if you had an alarm or something go off, you and you need to deal with it right away, mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. I think some people do need to look at their email, but I understand what you're saying. For those, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Totally with you. Excellent. All right, we're getting we're getting towards the end here, so we're gonna we're gonna finish with a few more segments. But one segment right now, it's called Flip the Script. So you have about one minute. You can ask me anything. You are the host of Business Done Differently. Okay, so Jesse, what would you have done now that you know what you know, and then as you're a seasoned banana, what would you have done different if you were going to buy uh, the team and bringing them down to Savannah and doing what you're doing? What would you have done different to speed up the process? Uh, great question. I, I say this more than anything. I think uh, attention beats marketing 1,000% of the time. And what we did is we marketed for six months and it got so bad that no one was paying attention. It was crickets that my wife and I had to sell our dream house. We had to empty out our savings account because no one was paying any attention to us. But it wasn't until we came out with the Savannah Bananas name and all the crazy hijinks and the Banana Nana senior citizen dance team and our breakdancing first base coach and all those other things that people started to pay attention to us and notice us. And that's when we started having success. So if I were to do it over again, I wouldn't have waited until February 25th, 2016 to announce the name, 
I would have done it much earlier and I would have st probably still have that dream house and probably st not have to sleep on an airbed with cockroaches. So that's what I would have changed. <laughs> that's what I would have changed. But you know, in, in retrospect, as you know, with anything, you probably wouldn't change your mirror moment in that moment that happened to you. I would, I would not change it now because it's everything that's made me and made our business what it is and it brought us all together and we have one of the strongest staffs just like I'm sure you guys do. No one wants to leave. We just have this passion and love for what we're doing because we had those challenges when no one believed in us. So Wow. That's that's great. No, yeah. It's a great question. Thank you. You've you've one flipped the script, so I love that. Outstanding. All right, moving on. Tool time. Uh, What's one tool that you use in your business every day? Now this is this is interesting because I sure those tools have changed over the last seventeen years. Uh, but, but you can answer that a few ways. I can say, all right, one tool you use actually at Ole Miss in the landscaping and one tool you use in business. Wow. We we use uh, well, if you're thinking in landscaping, it's the hand snips. We use those every day. And um, I, I teach a lot with those. Well, what's, if, the, what's the equivalent? Let's go to that. What's the equivalent of the hand snips that you use in that that someone else uses in their life? I would say a chef who uses a, a mixing pan okay. or a mixing bowl. Okay, yeah. great. Great. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just very intrigued. And, what, what, <laughs> and, and what's, the, what's the other tool that you use in your business? Oh, I think it has to be the telephone. I mean, it has to be all the apps on the phone and things of that nature. Yep, excellent. All right. Now to idea time. Aha! I believe ideas are currency. What's, the, what's one of the best ideas you've ever come, with, come up with? Uh, Landscape University, by far, hands down. How'd you come up with it? Uh, continually present the problem and the challenges to our team, and we just kept uh, massaging things and, and, and spitting. It took about four years to develop it. And I kept taking, I would take out a, a, a vision of what it looked like and we would massage it again. And we would, and then I'd work on that a while and, and then they massaged again. And we figured out how to make it work quickly and change a culture um, to be very productive. So, yeah, I think having people around me, good people around me, really helped me speed that up. And what's the state of Landscape University? Where is it right now? Oh, it's very healthy. It's doing great. It, what's cool about it is it belongs to everybody, whoever uses it. So we let our staff be a part of that, and they 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 give answers and they produce the content. So now it's even grown beyond whatever I thought it was going to be. So they've added more uh, levels to it. They have now uh, a whole tree level. They have a level of leadership and all these different levels. And it's been great to see them engage in the process. Uh, you know, we have little stickers on the wall. As you complete a class, you get a little sticker beside your name. You know, the That's first it. grade teachers knew that worked great, right? Yeah, definitely. And so it, it still does, still works really well. Everyone wants those gold stars. So now, That's out, right. outstanding. All right, now to the culture and customer segment. I know you're all about this. Your book has it all over. I believe you need to love your customers more than your product, and I, need, I believe you need to love your employees more than your customers. So I want to go into a few things on this. The first one is a section called debatable. Wrong. I want to hear your thoughts on staff meetings. How often? How long? Staff meetings, I think for us, I think everybody's got to decide for themselves what staff meetings mean to you. But for, uh, for us, it's a, a one of the ways to communicate, but the biggest way that I use staff meetings is is to develop leaders. And and I used to lead all the meetings, Jesse, where I stood up front and I, and I talked all the whole time. <laughs> but then I, I realized, you know, I was, I needed to get other people involved. So we started letting our supervisors talk more. And then, then we realized we need to get everybody participating. So now everybody on our staff takes turns leading the meeting, 
doing a plant uh, identification where they'll teach a plant like an azalea or an oak tree or something like that they'll teach or they'll do a safety topic so everybody's participating so it's an opportunity to talk in front of people and, and work on your communication skills the great thing is is everybody's getting a getting information and so everybody has a calendar meeting length maybe 20 to 30 minutes max once a week for us okay now now supervisors meet every other day and they usually do try to do what a stand-up meeting for five to 15 minutes okay so it's still constant communication but one of more of the long-form meetings and i think i think you said the great thing in there jeff it's about uh they teach and i think you learn most when you're teaching and if you're yeah. getting the other people teaching i'm sure they're walking out of that feeling more intelligent and they can go on and teach even more that's right. Good. Excellent. Beautiful. All right, Jeff, you're now the first time ever we are going to do the cold seat. Never done the cold seat. We're used to, everyone's used to the hot seat. And whatever's normal, we do the exact opposite. So <laughs> what does the cold seat mean? I don't know. We're still figuring it out. But here's, here's, <laughs> here, here, here's where we're going to go with it. Um, the, really, the hot seat's about high-intensity questions. They usually get you going. I'm going to go the opposite. This is still in the culture and customer segment. And I want you to go the opposite. What is the worst type of manager or boss? <laughs> well, I think it's one who doesn't care about the results, doesn't care about his or her people, uh, doesn't care about anything. It's just very passive and just there for a pension or a paycheck and is not there for any purpose and not there for any – that has no passion. No pep. You're right. That is definitely our first one in the cold seat. Excellent. Now, the worst type of employee – and I don't even say that you've had or but that you've seen the worst type of employee because I know it's a little bit different than a manager or a boss – yeah, I think I think an employee comes in with an, an entitled entitlement mentality mm -hmm. that you owe me uh, versus coming in and wanting to serve and, and to be – that's true for anybody, leader, uh, a manager, anybody, anyone who doesn't want to serve and be a part of something bigger. Outstanding. All right, the last question on the cold seat, and I think you're passing this because we've never done it before. So the, uh, <laughs> what would be your worst, the worst advice someone could give? I have to really turn it around here. Worst advice someone could give on customer service or a creating a great culture. You can go either way with that one or both. Oh, the worst advice is that you're always right. And that's for both ways. So basically, that's right. yeah, that's both ways, customer service or a culture. All right, great. Now, we won't turn that around and make that the clip that we start the uh, show with. <laughs> you're always right we won't do that but outstanding no, I, I appreciate you being a part of the cold seat again we've never done it but I like to look at things differently and I, I think you passed it Jeff so that was great oh, good that was fun <laughs> it was different perfect alright now we'll move the last few things and we'll finish with our Survivor and Final Four a gift time oh boy uh, gifts a great book by John Rule and Giftology and it's talking about how gifts are changing I want to know what's the best gift that you've received from a customer and that best gift that you've given to a customer or, you know, and I'll get into the employee and employee. I want to do this two forms, but first a customer or you give it to a customer. Well, oh, wow. I think the customer is one that I can share with our staff. So sometimes a customer will give uh, a big, big gift of chocolate chip cookies. Actually, somebody just brought by today a big platter of homemade chocolate chip cookies, which is great because you can share it with everybody on the team. And so that's nice. And plus, I like chocolate chip cookies, and that's kind of like my thing. So that's a win-win. That, that, that's right. That's good. As far as me giving other people, it's been amazing. To, you know, I've sometimes just given the simplest thing is like – and being in the South, uh, this is maybe more my, a culture here. But giving people um, like a jar of honey or some 
preserves or some type of jelly or jam that's homemade. Uh, people seem to really enjoy that. I love it. You know what? I, I think that's one of the few people, and it says so much about you, Jeff, that you say, it's some kind of gift that I can share with staff. So many people, they, you think they want a gift, they want a car for themselves, or they want a trip, or they want it, but it's share with the staff. And I'll tell you, for us, that's my most, that's my favorite gifts that we were able to, when we, we take our staff on a cruise every year and they get to bring a spouse or a significant other. I love that because they get to experience it, you know, all together. So I'm with you on that. That's outstanding. Yeah. And then on that same thing, what's the best gift that either you've given to an employee or you've received from an employee? I think this, the, the fact that just an employee will come up and tell me um, some of the things that we're doing have not only been great for him at work, but they uh, saved his marriage. You oh, know, wow. and I, I, that that to me is a great gift of, of that testimony. That's that to me is the purpose of what I, one of the bigger purposes that I serve is to change lives. And um, I do like chocolate chip cookies, though. Those always are nice, too. So I've got employees who've given me those as well. So those are always kind of neat. So just to narrow it down and change lives and eat chocolate chip cookies. Is that, that's it, buddy. Perfect. That's you it. nailed it. You nailed it. All right. Now, now that's what I call service. Best personal customer service experience that you've had. Could be anywhere, a restaurant. Best personal customer service experience. I'm just, I, I can't, I don't know the best right now, but I, I know one that I had recently and believe it or not on Delta airlines, I just had a, a flight attendant who a young male who was just absolutely in tune with the passengers, uh, paying attention to them. Very thoughtful. Uh, we, I didn't feel like I was just another warm body in a seat with him. Um, he even came back by and I don't remember what he did. He either gave me an extra pack of crackers or, or just said something, but it, you know, made the, the trip just feel more personable and just uh, didn't feel like you were on this big corporate airline. Outstanding. Excellent. Beautiful. Off to our final thing here, the Survivor Challenge, and it's also with your favorite things. So I'm going to ask these questions about favorite things, and depending on my own opinion, if I don't like it, the show is immediately over. It just stops right there. It's <laughs> called the Survivor Challenge. It is your show. So <laughs> you're right. All right. What is your favorite book of all time? I'm going to say the, the, the book, my favorite of all time, is probably the one that has the most influence, has been the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's it. But, but if you wanted to go non-spiritual, I'd say Think and Grow Rich. Ah. Uh, great. And the, the, the term grow comes back. All right, I'll let you pass on that. We're going to move on. All right, to favorite concert you've ever been to. I'm glad the show's not over. <laughs> um, favorite concert. Man, you know, I'm not a big concert person, but... I you know I like big band and we had a big band one here a couple of years ago but I can't I think oh it was Glenn Miller okay. Glenn Miller isn't that great oh corny guy for me hey. you know it's just it was great outstanding all right favorite restaurant I'm gonna say Ajax in Oxford Mississippi what makes it so great oh it's it's uh, great food as far as they cook more of a New Orleans Southern um, vegetables you get. Your okra, your casseroles, uh, sweet potato casserole, squash casserole, chicken and dumplings. Wow. I mean, turkey and dressing any day. You know, it's just it's great stuff. Perfect. All right. Not sure if you're a big listener, but what out there um, is one of your favorite podcasts that you've been listening to for a while that you really enjoy? I'm going to tell you one of my favorite podcasts is – because of the leadership development it has been Andy Stanley's yeah. podcast. And I don't even remember what it's called now, but he does it. He only does it once a month, but I have learned a lot on how to lead people from him. Outstanding. Excellent. All right. Last two, you're passing so far your, your favorite movie of all time. 
I'm going to say, um, because this is one we quote all the time in our family because it's so dumb and it's so just crazy is kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell. Oh, Again, now we had Donald Duck on the show earlier. Now you will be the only person ever to answer kicking and screaming. Oh, so there you yeah, have it. The show is sad. over. The show is it's over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, we'll finish one more on that. Uh, your favorite color. <laughs> it's going to be blue. Now the show is officially over folks. That, that is it. I believe it's so easy. And he's looking at a picture of a guy in a yellow tuxedo in a yellow tuxedo and he still answers blue. Um, you did so uh, well, Jeff. You know, I thought of Monty Python blue. No, yellow, yellow. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. Now you pass survivor. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the final four. Um, one of these days I am going to just stop the show, which is going to be really uncomfortable for everyone, but, uh, not with you, Jeff. This has been great. Uh, we're going to go with the final four, final four questions to officially end the show. Um, first one, what's something that you've done differently in your life to stand out? I think bring passion to what I do, to to enjoy it, to, to make a decision to enjoy what I do. Love it. And, and, then, and then let that show through. Outstanding. Excellent. And what's someone, what's, uh, what makes someone stand out in business and in life? I think uh, to, in today's culture, when you do something with excellence and you, you have a, a lot of pride in it, I think that really stands out. Excellent. Great. Final two here. The best advice you've ever received. Oh, don't think you know everything. <laughs> I remember as a kid, my dad would say, you know, you don't know everything. <laughs> don't think you know everything. And I think that applies even today. You, you don't know it all. and You just keep learning. That, that goes back into the worst advice earlier. It's that you're always right. So I think you've really put those two together. That was easy. That was good. That's right. Beautiful. And Jeff, the last question here. How do you want to be remembered? Uh, the he, uh, Jeff McManus grew and developed people straightforward simple nailed it and jeff i think you are doing that my man i'll tell you i really loved having you on the show your book growing weeders into leaders uh, leadership lessons from the ground up is a must read outstanding it's great for any business any leader and also the people part of the businesses so you can check that out get that on an amazon and you have a workbook coming out but jeff how else can people connect with you well, jesse thanks i'm uh, i'm hanging out at jeffmcmanus.com all my social media there and and course on twitter linkedin and all those areas so uh, anywhere out there uh, on the social media would be great excellent well thank you for what you're doing uh, you're really making a huge difference and uh, we're very thankful that we have the opportunity to learn from you today yeah thank you jesse for what you're doing keep up the great work my friend outstanding thanks jeff thanks for listening to the business done differently podcast make sure to subscribe on itunes and if you could leave a review it would mean the world to me especially five stars but now we're releasing episodes every monday and thursday so stay tuned but until then stop standing still start standing out